Hey, Word Bosses, it's that time again. Thanks so much for tuning in for yet another episode of the Pinpoint Your Perspective podcast. We are happy to partner with the Divas That Care Network to provide you with a podcast on all things writing. If you haven't already, please be sure to, to visit divasthatcare.com. That's divasthatcare.com for more information on this wonderful organization and what they do to unite women all over the world. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Pinpoint Podcast and comment under our questions to, uh, you know, just to let us know your inquiries and anything that you want to ask about all things writing and then some of the topics that you want to, uh, to experience in the future. We are always open to providing you with content that's relevant to your needs and um, meets your expectations. Today's topic is recipes for a new life. I love the way that sounds. And so we're going to dive into everything, how to free ourselves from whatever is restricting us health-wise from living healthy and productive lives. And then we're also going to touch on how to research our topics and effectively when we're writing. So the term of the day is research, research, research. We want to make sure that everything that we put out is going to be touch our writers in a way that it feels realistic it makes you the professional and you the expert on whatever you're writing on to give you a little bit more credibility so you want to make sure that you're researching a lot to make sure that that happens so whenever you're researching there's a lot of different elements that you can use one of them is um, info please if you've ever heard of that great website the internet public library RefDesk, R-E-F-D-E-S-K, and Snopes is another good one as well. So make sure that you're researching so that whatever content you put out there is going to be accurate and it's going to connect with your reader. Another thing that I want to mention to you guys is the fact that Erin Rains is a good friend of mine. I invited her to come on this podcast because she has a lot to say. She has made some monumental changes in her life and she's been through a lot so I want to make sure that you guys are able to to really identify with her and what she's been through um, through her process so without further ado I definitely want to welcome our guest so Erin Marie Rains is her pen name she's in the studio with us today um, and she's going to tell us about her book recipes for a new life surviving celiac disease First, let's start with a quote, and then we'll jump right into it. Whenever you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. Mm. Let's just resonate on that, because that is deep. I mean, how many that times is. have we just uh, put ourselves last, right? I mean, Absolutely. everything comes first. The job, the if you have children, the children or spouse or significant other or friends. And we're so reluctant to be able to put ourselves in where we deserve, right? In our yeah. lives and on yeah. our priority list. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and we're so excited. So, Erin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Erica. Thank you. Yes. It's an honor to, to be with you. And oh. congratulations to you on your podcast. Thank you. I'm You're having welcome. fun with it. And I'm mm-hmm. getting some good feedback from the listeners. So we're just going to keep going until, you know, they get tired of it, oh. right? It's Good topics you've been having, definitely. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. 
So, Erin, um, first I want you to tell us a little bit about you, mm-hmm. and then also just what inspired you to write this book? Wow, a little bit about me. So, I'll give you the generic background. Um, I'm three in a line of three children, the only girl. So, I'm a licensed massage therapist. So, I've always been in the medical field. I've always had a medical background. But uh, one of the things that um, inspired me to write is just a passion. And um, I've been inspired by so many people. When I was a kid, I used to read poetry. Mm -hmm. I used to read Shakespeare. Um, So I've always loved the arts. I've always loved reading. So writing is something I never thought I would do. But um, yeah, so being in the medical field and coming being uh, coming down with celiac disease um, kind of pushed me to push the pen on the paper, so to speak, okay. and, and get my story out there. But well, um, but yeah, that's more about me. Um, never thought I'd be an author, mm-hmm. which is so your writing r- wasn't necessarily your passion before. You became an author. No. Said, okay, so let's no. just be honest with the <laughs> listeners. Wow. You know, because, yeah. you know, there's so many things that transpire in our lives that cause us to want to, right. you know, do different things. And yes. so you may yes. not have ever thought, oh, I'm going to be an author one day, right? Farthest thing from my mind. <laughs> Farthest thing. <laughs> I mean, keeping it real, I, that's something I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I would do. Okay. My teachers in my, honest, in my honors English courses always said that you – I have a knack for telling a story. Okay. And I said, me? No. You know what? I'm a good listener, but I'm, you know, no. And so this came as a surprise to me later on in life through my testimony, so to speak, to I was encouraged to put it on paper. Who? So you were encouraged. So who was the encourager? Wow. The encourager were people that I shared my story with. Uh, of going through um, celiac disease, and um, we'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I'm um, talking about talking about my history. Um, when you're a massage therapist, when you work with people, mm-hmm. you tend to talk a lot. And I, over the years, I've become good friends with my clients. Okay. Okay. As well as learning how to relax. Yeah. Learning how to relax them. Right. Now, it's easier for me to relax them than to relax myself, of course. <laughs> right, right. I falls into the physician heal thyself type of thing, and, you know, <laughs> we both know that never happens. But we're all works in progress, so. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I yeah, was always. a lot a, of small talk there. I, I remember when I would go get my massages, I'm like, okay, so either I am going to sit here in awkward silence for the next 30 to mm-hmm. 45 minutes, or I'm going to try to talk to this person about something. So, exactly. Okay, so that's yeah. when you started sharing your story? That's or? when I started learning how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, life, honestly, I'm a communicator. So um, you have to talk and you have to get to know. Um, so my biggest thing um, just sticking with massage therapy is you have to be one with your client in order mm-hmm. to get them to relax. And so how do you become one with that other person that you're working with? You talk to them. Right. Over a period of time, you get to know their history. You get to know them. You get to know who they are, what their stresses are, where their pinpoints are, right. where their knots are. So 
you learn how to, while you're working it out, talk, you know, mm -hmm. talk mm -hmm. and kind of, um, I come from a background of family who are talkers. Right. My grandmother's Hispanic. Uh-huh. So we grew up, every time I would get together with her, we would always talk. Yeah, yeah. And now that she's 109 years old, we have monumentous conversations. 109 yes. years old. So when I see her, oftentimes, because she's older, wow. she goes back to speaking in Spanish. But the one thing she does tell me is, you have to learn how to go back and speak Spanish with me because getting through school, I spoke it, but I lost it because I stopped communicating. Right, right. If you so, don't use it, you lose it. Exactly. Wow. So, So getting together with family and friends, mm -hmm. whether it's over Starbucks or whether it's over dinner or whether it's just chatting on a phone, Yeah. you know, you talk. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big part of, you know, um, Releasing is communicating. So you, you started the communication process because you were, you know, that was your career. That was a big part of your career. That was so a major part of my career. how you get to the book part? I mean, how do you connect <laughs> the dots and say, okay, oh. I'm about to do this thing. I'm about to jump in. Well, ironically enough, um, my story made me jump into writing. Okay. So um, my story is I developed... Um, I was misdiagnosed over a period of time, and I developed celiac disease uh, um, later on in life, in my adult life. And mm -hmm. so talking about it and trying to figure out and doing research and talking yeah. to people saying, what is this? What's going on? What yeah. it, I mean, when you're medical, you know your body. Yeah. I know my body. Yeah. And so I knew something wasn't right. So talking and then talking to other people, and once I went through so many different things with this disease and with this process um just being encouraged i wanted to tell my story so that nobody ever went through what i went through yeah so i got into so helping um, people recognize the signs yes when they were going through like maybe detecting it a little earlier mm -hmm. or yeah okay detecting okay. it earlier or just being educated on knowing how to listen to your body yeah just like you know your car yeah. When you need an oil change or when something's wrong, when you don't have your seatbelt on, it dings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you when your tire's flat, the little um, sign comes on your dashboard. Right. So right. knowing your car, you know your body the same way. So I was encouraged through a program, Bad Girl Ventures, okay. or, or a Viatra Accelerators. Okay, okay. And I had this vision of wanting to um, educate people on digestive disease awareness. And so I said, you know, I don't know. How do I do this? I have this. So I got with, um, with a program on, um, I've always been a business major in school. Mm -hmm. So I got with how to start my own business. Yeah. And yeah. they said, you have a valuable story that needs to be told. I said, are you serious? They said, yes. You need to get yourself out there. And so how do you tell your story? Write it down. Wow. So there, there it goes. And I said, write it down. Write <laughs> What? How do you do this? What are you writing down? He said, your story. I said, well, I can talk it out better than I can write it. And literally, that's how it went. And he said, well, this is what you do. Put your pen to the paper and talk to the paper like you're talking to somebody else. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing advice. And I said, what? How do you talk to a paper like you're talking to a person? And he said, well, just let the thoughts flow. As the thoughts flow, write it on the paper. So as I started writing my story, 
I would go back and I would stop and I'd say, oh, I don't like the way that sounds. So I'd go back and I'd change it. Mm -hmm. And I'd erase it and I'd start back over. Mm -hmm. So it took me a long time to get through one paragraph, yeah. let alone a chapter. Yeah, yeah. And so they would come back and they'd look at me and they'd say, why, <laughs> it's three weeks, why are you only on the same paragraph? And I said, because you told me to write it like I'm talking to somebody and I don't like the way, that, and they said, don't worry about how it sounds Just to you. Just get it out. Just talk it out. When you're talking to a close friend, you don't care how you sound. Yes. That friend understands you. Yes. When you're writing your story, write it on the paper and just let it flow. And the ideas start to flow. So when I took myself out of the way mm -hmm. and I embraced, <laughs> and again, this goes to knowing your body and knowing your higher power as well and knowing God. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of my story. I've always had a strong background in faith. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, Lord, if I'm really meant to do this, I'm going to need you to help me do this. Since you put this vision in my right, heart right. and you put this dream in my soul and I'm supposed to be talking to the paper like I'm talking to somebody else. So guess what, Lord? Write it down. So then... So you, you felt that what you were doing was free writing, right? Yes, I do. So yeah. free writing, literally setting a timer and saying, look, I am for this hour, this half hour, 45 minutes. Right. I'm going to write, and I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care what. I'm just going to write like I don't even cross out stuff. Yes. I'm like, I'll figure it out later. And I just write because it's like I only have this half hour. I only have this hour. And I know that if I try to rewrite it or or. No, I'm just going to go. And that's so, that's so important. That's what you were doing. That's yeah. so important, setting a timer. Yes. If I had set a timer, I would be so farther along. So mm -hmm. a lot of your pointers are so important because, and that, you know, setting a timer, you give yourself so much time, yeah. and then you realize you don't have time to think about it or second-guess it. You're just doing it. You're racing the clock because you're like, oh, my gosh, I only got 15 minutes left. I have so mm -hmm. much more to say. It's yeah. like when you're in school and yeah. you're taking a test, yes. and that's a whole point of it. Right. So it's right. becoming one with your thoughts and with the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's <laughs> it's Was an it amazing process. Was it therapeutic for you? Did you find it? It to became be? therapeutic. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. When I stepped out of the way, it became very therapeutic. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and that's the key. That's the key. When you start writing, you have to literally take yourself out of the equation, mm -hmm. and just let your thoughts flow and think about. What am I talking about? You know, um, in English class, it talks about subject, noun, verb. Yes. You know, so when you get into your subject, what is your subject? What are you, what are you talking about? Yes. What are you writing on? So when you focus on what you're writing on and you have your topic up there, you just start free-flowing. And you don't, you don't deviate from that topic. You don't deviate because from Because that's yes. how you lose your reader, right? You want to mm -hmm. stay focused on, okay... If this is the, what I'm writing on, then everything that I write down from this point on needs to stick to that. Yes. There's other times that I can talk about other topics, but for right now, I'm going to purge my mind. I call it freeing up mental space because really that it, that's what it is. Exactly. You know how many books I have floating around in my head <laughs> that I have not done anything with? Yeah. I free my mental space. I put them in a journal. Mm-hmm. I hope to God nobody takes it because they're going to have some bestsellers there. Oh, my gosh. And I just... You know, I Lock get it out of my head. Up, I know, <laughs> right? I I just put it in my journal, mm -hmm. and then when I get a little time, I develop it a little more. I do research, mm -hmm. and we talked about that, the research piece, and that leads me to the research piece for you. Yeah. So you know, you had to kind of learn. I'm sure that 
when you got diagnosed with the celiacs, you mm-hmm. didn't know much about celiacs, I'm sure. No. You didn't know much about GMOs and all the other things. So tell me about your research process with writing the book <sighs> as well as when you got diagnosed. Wow. Yeah. So when I was diagnosed, that started the wheels turning. Literally, I did not, I did not know that that was going to start the wheels turning towards the book process. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're doing research... And I naturally went into research mode because, again, being medical, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. So um, celiac is a digestive disease. Mm -hmm. It's one of the third top common digestive diseases out Mm. there. Okay. Out of the nine common digestive diseases, it's number three. Okay. But I wasn't initially diagnosed with celiac because it mirrored a lot of other digestive diseases. So I was misdiagnosed for years. What was the first one? Do you remember the first diagnosis? Um, well, I, I didn't really. Or your could, symptoms that led you to. Well, the common symptoms of digestive diseases are ab- abdominal bloating, okay. vomiting, okay. fatigue, um, feeling restless, mm-hmm. you know, feeling um, just sick. And then I started, I had a constant bloating. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. So I went to my doctor and I said, you know, these are the symptoms that are going on with me. Mm-hmm. And then as they progressively got worse, I went back and I said, you know, this is getting worse. So not only do I have the bloating, now I'm having a vomiting. Now I'm having, and the symptoms were visibly, visibly starting to show on, on my face and my eyes started sinking wow. in. And, and so I said, okay. And he said, well, you know, you could have what's called delayed gastric emptying system or reflux or, okay. you know, when something's backing up. So then they went to do the test on me, the endoscopy, where yeah. they put the scope down your throat and they couldn't get through it. So they said, oh, well, now we can't finish this test because we can't literally get through. So I said, okay, well, now, wait a minute. What do you mean we can't do this? So then I really started going back and doing some research, and I said, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. What is this, 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 and this? So then I kept experiencing more and more symptoms. The foods that I ate all the time. I had a bagel and a hard-boiled egg for breakfast every single day. So I would keep eating it. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I would get sick from it. So my opening paragraph in my book is, I looked in the mirror and staring back at me were purple eyes, um, sunken lips, and my, I realized my favorite foods had turned against me. So, again, when you're writing, imagery. Yes. And that's, and, a, that's a catching opening paragraph as Yeah, well. you have to have a hook. So my hook was real for me because yeah. it's literally, I would look in the mirror and this was what was like staring back at me. this is not exaggerated. This no, is the real <laughs> this stuff. this is the real yes. stuff. So yes. it's like, oh my gosh, what, what's going on? Right, so right. from that prompted more research and then it caused my doctor to um, refer me to another doctor who looked at me and I was working at the time for a chiropractor mm-hmm. and so he was a nutritionist and he said oh well you know possibly you have symptoms but you know well I'd stick with I'd stay away from dairy because your symptoms don't mirror you have all the signs of celiac disease but celiac isn't common so there was part of the misdiagnosis. And I said, well, what yeah. do you mean it's not common? Because that goes back to, again, knowing the research. That's Celi- why you hear celiac. So how is that Now you common? do. Now you do. But Be- celiac um, was deemed a Euro-Anglican disease. Okay. So looking at me, 
with brown skin. I don't look Euro-Anglican, but I'm biracial. And so, um, doing the history and the research, I said, CMAC disease. I've never heard of CMAC disease. So I started going back and I started questioning. And I started looking it up. And then um, I talked to my doctor. And you can only be diagnosed with CMAC through an actual lab test. Okay. So I talked to my doctor and I went back and I said, you know, what about this? And it was determined that I did have the dairy allergy. Mm-hmm. I did have um, an egg allergy. Out of this main diagnosis came all these other diagnoses. And so my doctor went back and um, he talked to a friend of his mm-hmm. who was a bariatric doctor who specialized with celiac disease. And he looked at me and I had an MRI done. Mm-hmm. My MRI was black. At oh this God. point, it was riddled with scar tissue because it was discovered at that time that the celiac had progressed so far in my body that I had scar tissue from my esophageal tract all the way down through my intestine. And that's why they couldn't get through. And that's why why they they couldn't couldn't get get through. Oh, my goodness. So um, for those who aren't familiar with celiac disease, it's uh, celiac disease is how your body reacts to the sensitivity of gluten, Mm -hmm. which is a protein that's in breads, rices, and pastas, and wheats, rye, wheat, rye, um, bran, and oats. So that's why it's deemed, you know, Euro-Anglican. But knowing my research and knowing my history, my um, maternal great-grandmother was from Spain. My paternal grandfather was part German. So all of those genes, you know. So if you know your history, that's all in the same area. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to knowing your body and knowing your symptoms Absolutely. and doing your research. Absolutely. So um, research is vitally important when yes. writing as well as knowing who you are and what you're about. And that pl- all played into it with writing my story. Oh, my gosh. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you wrote your story. Tell, yeah. Please tell us where we can find it and how we can support mm-hmm. you. Um, well, Actually, ironically enough, um, last month in September, I started a celiac chapter here in Cleveland. Oh, wow. Very first there, so one. So there was not one here. Never been one. And you started one. So how did you go about the process of finding people? Well, I'm a member of the National Celiac Association. And so actually, um, it's in the works, and I'm in the process of getting the information out. So um, That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. So... I'm actually and then you're going there, right? I'm actually attending a National Celiac Conference in Boston this weekend. Wow. And so my recipes for a new life, which is the title of my book, I literally, because I had to have bariatric surgery, so three-quarters of my intestine, because the gluten actually affects your sensitivity to your small intestine, your digestional tract. Okay. So in my case, it was so um, far progressed it went from my small intestine to my large intestine and to part of my colon. Oh, my goodness. So three-quarters of my small intestine, mm-hmm. um, a quarter of my um, large intestine and eighth of my colon have been removed through oh bariatric goodness. surgery. Oh, my goodness. So my recipe for a new life are my um, foods okay. that I had to change. So I literally had to change my whole diet, my whole nutrition, mm-hmm. my whole mindset because – 
when you go through a surgery mm -hmm. and you know this is the other thing about doing research because people can make surgeries and there's so many um, things out there advertisements out there for weight loss and um, you know but there's a whole process that goes with surgery right with um, you see a, you see a team of people you see a psychologist you see doctors you right. see a nutrition and diet you know so again knowing your research knowing your history knowing what you're doing can kind of set the tone for what you're doing yeah so I had to change my whole diet and I had to literally learn how to eat all over again so those we will find some recipes in this book you a will lot find of it is your, is your story but we you do give them some recipes as well as meal plans that can help them yes kind of starting the ball rolling with their new life Yes. And then you have a recipe book coming out? I do. Actually, okay, here's the interesting part. Because my new book, um, actually, it's in the process. It's called Recipes for a New Life, Food for the Mind, Body, and Soul. Okay. And there's a transitional statement mm -hmm. that actually what, again, going back to research, um, research is, I think, should be the key word of the day with us with this podcast. because. Right. Um, the biggest thing is, is at the time, I'm three years post-surgical, mm -hmm. and so at the time, the recipes that are in this book are, are actual recipes that I started with as part of my transition. Okay. Since then, I have um, kind of leaned, I'm leaning more towards a more alkaline diet. Okay. And, I'm, and alkaline means when your body is completely alkaline, it's not diseased, it's healthy. Okay. Okay. Most of our foods um, are acidic, mm -hmm. which means your body is diseased. So, um, meaning, and there's a lot of our common foods mm -hmm. out there that are that are diseased, um, that are acidic. A lot of and and again, going back to the common um, digestive diseases, a lot of the acids in the foods that we eat can cause acid reflux which mm -hmm. is number one mm -hmm. of common disease, GERD, or a gastrointestinal reflux disorder. Um, it can cause gallstones. It can cause, like, coffees, um, nuts, frozen pizzas, TV dinners. You know, those are acidic foods, ketchup, things right. that we eat regularly that we take for granted. Right. Acid. So the, the, your darker green leafy vegetables are more alkaline, um, you know, your seeds, your pumpkin seeds, your sunflower seeds. So, again, I'm transitioning from Good for you. what I have in this book to my next book, which is going to be um, Recipes for a New Life, Food for the Mind, Body, and Soul. So in this new life, I'm going nice. <laughs> to um, feed your mind, heal your body, and nourish your soul. So where can we find your book? You can find my books actually on my website. Um, it's Erin Marie Rains Consulting mm -hmm. um, dot com, or you can go on Amazon. Okay, my book is actually on Amazon. Nice. Um, I also do motivational speaking. Okay, and um, you can actually. And what would be the ideal audience for your speaking engagement? Ideal audience is anyone who wants to become healthy. Okay. So generally, um, I appeal to. Um, Education on digestive disease awareness. So mm -hmm. that applies to anybody. Mm -hmm. um, I work with my personal trainer. 
who developed a meal plan with me to learn how to eat properly and so we're kind of tweaking things learning how to um with celiac it's very tricky because certain foods work and certain foods don't work so learning how to um do things the right way and stay in order so yeah so i do a lot of motivational uh speaking for people who just want to be healthy yeah as well as people who want to learn more about their body and how to listen to their body and how to know their symptoms and just how to be better. So where, what's your email address if they're interested in booking you for an engagement? Okay, they can book me at erinmarierainsconsulting.com. Perfect. We'll have that in the information um, on the blog so mm-hmm. that they can have that too. Definitely. And then lastly, can you provide a few words of advice for those that are kind of discovering that they, they do have something, some type of digestive issues um, what, you know, would you advise them to do? You know, think about yourself, you know, before you got diagnosed. What words of advice would you have for them? Wow. I would say, first of all, um, if you notice anything that isn't right, for me, for example, when I noticed um, that I ate a bagel every day and I started having this symptom, I stopped eating that bagel for a week. And So, so keep a food journal, maybe, like, okay, this is yes. the reaction when I eat this. Keep a food journal. Write stuff down. Keep aware. Um, monitor your symptoms. Listen to your body. Um, and most importantly, I would encourage everyone to, if they don't have a doctor, to find one. And, and talk to your doctor or um, just, yeah, listen to your body and learn, learn, learn what works. Sounds good to me. You know, just like you know your car. Know your body. Know your, exactly. And again, um, if anyone would like to, I'm I'm willing to talk to anyone who's going through something or ask questions, please. I'm open for a consultation and for that is awesome. talking. Thank yes. you so much for, for giving back because it's one thing when you're suffering through something, but to have someone kind of give back in that way, yes. it's good. And um, again, and I don't want anybody to, to go through. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to go through what I went through. Right. Yours is very severe, so I am glad that you're you know, and mine making is, it a mission. To yeah, mine is very different. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, it's like the total picture, but there's many pieces to the puzzle of people who might be just gluten-free or just dairy or just Correct. nuts. So there's little things out there that that file into what I have. So right. yes, thank just you. Being, just being adamant about yes. I know my body, yes. so I'm going to I'm not going to just learn take it. this label. Take right. the time to learn it. Take the time to research and read and okay. listen. Well, we're going to do something fun to close this out. Okay. Caption this. Mhm. A man serves his friends tacos made with meat from his amputated foot. Oh, my. Caption this. (laughs) He serves the meat from his amputated foot. Caption this. Wow. What's the caption for that one? (laughs) Okay, you want to know my caption? Well, okay, I have one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, when you think of your foot. You think of corns, right? Right. So the taco is a hard shell corn taco. <laughs> so how corny is that? <laughs> <laughs> Mine was, oh, it must have been Taco Toes Day. Oh, Taco Toes Day. <laughs> ah, ah. 
That's wah, good. Wah, wah, right? Wah, wah, wah. Okay, well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate, you know, you taking the time. I know you're going to be traveling out of town, next, you know, tomorrow. tomorrow so yes. thank you so much. We, are, we would love to hear all about your trip and what you experienced there. So I'll yes. include that in the notes. Absolutely. So that whoever reads it can, can learn, you know, a little bit more about what your experience was. And then I'm also going to put some information about how they can reach you if they're interested in joining the Cleveland chapter of the Celiac. Absolutely, disease. please. So, yes. Yes. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And absolutely. again, thank you for what you're doing and encouraging people to write because thank it's you. it's an important thing. It's one of the hardest things that a person can do, but it's yes. one of the most rewarding, right? But when you start doing it, it's it's. You feel a release, yes. and and you know I again I'm starting my second book, so that's something I never thought I would do. Much right, less but it's like one. it's almost like it's once you do the first one, it's like nothing to do the next. It's one, a right? sequel, yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's all I have for you, word bosses. So be sure to engage with us on Instagram at Pinpoint Podcast, and until then, happy writing. <laughs>